Hello, and welcome to Foul Puck, a podcast about the Winter Olympics for the rest of us. Unlike other sports ball podcasts, we talk about sports without assuming that all of our listeners know everything there is to know about edge jumps and twizzles. Not twizzlers. <laughs> I'm Rachel. We, we do assume they know be... everything about twizzlers. I mean, yeah. what is there to know? They're gross. Okay, okay, hold up. <laughs> nope. We haven't even gotten to the sports yet. Nope. And, they're uh, wrong, Rachel, it's two against one. <laughs> There's a consensus Are among we... the podcast community. Am I talking to Red Vines people? What's, uh, no. what's happening all here? all licorice is disgusting in every form. Yes! It's not licorice! Yes, it it's is. It's candy-flavored wax, there's a difference. And that makes it better? I mean, I do love eating wax. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... <laughs> Normally I'd talk at you about baseball, but uh, today we are going to talk about Olympic figure skating, uh, continuing our series leading up to the Winter Olympics, or possibly during the Winter Olympics. We'll see. <laughs> All right, Nancy is going to be our figure skating, uh, not expert, what, what, no. what term would you like, Nancy? Uh, hobbyist? Hobbyist. Hobbyist. Hobbyist is good. That works. I've, you have watched a lot of anime about figure skating. So, well, uh, and I've watched a lot of figure skating, too. I haven't actually watched that much anime about figure skating. There's not <laughs> that much of it in existence. What there is... Well, I've, you probably watched... Of the of what exists, you probably watched a great proportion of it. I honestly have no idea how much exists. Uh, Do I need to tell you to focus here? Please. Um, probably. It's been that kind of day. Uh, anyway... Figure skating is a thing that I have watched. I used to watch it as a kid and then I didn't watch it for a long time because we didn't have, uh, you know, any sort of cable and I wasn't paying attention to sports. And then I started watching it again in the last few years and it's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, and there are four types of it in the Olympics, kind of a fifth one, but mostly four. So we're going to do the Reader's Digest annotated version of those. And uh, yeah, so... The four types are men's, women's, pairs, and ice dance. I think most people are probably most familiar with men's singles and women's singles. Uh, you get one person out on the ice. They do a pair. You have two routines. Uh, all, all types of it have two routines. And you get scored based on your technicalities, uh, what you did, how well you did it, and then also on your presentation. So your interpretation, your your movement, that sort of thing. Uh, you compete head-to-head -head and come out with first, second, third, uh, gold, silver, and bronze. Um, so that's, that's... And fourth. And fourth. And presumably many other numbers, too. Uh, so... So that's sort of, you know, when we, we think of the famous figure skaters, typically you're thinking of men's and women's single skaters. Um, pair skating is rather similar to men's and women's single skating. Um, you still have to do jumps uh, as one of the main technical components. There are still a lot of spins. Um the judging is similar. Often for pair skating, you will get people who were strong uh, single skaters, but maybe not quite as strong as some of their competition. Um, and then they, they pull them fairly early and train them with a partner, uh, and they go on to do pair skating. Ice dance is the one that's truly different, and I think it often gets sort of short shrift, which in my opinion mm -hmm. is a loss, because I think ice dancing is actually really cool. Um I agree. It's really yeah. interesting. It's really yeah, that's interesting. that's the one with the tosses and the... No, that's pair skating. Things. 
Uh, oh. Yep. Ice dancing. They has isn't lifts. ice dancing. They have to. They have to like the lifts. Okay. Touch the whole time. They can't like separate. No, that's not true. Um, but... Why don't Why don't we let you tell us? <laughs> Y'all are. are wrong. Y'all are all wrong. <laughs> So, so pair skating is the more, between pair skating and ice dancing, pair skating looks more like what we think of as classic figure skating. You have jumps that have to be done in synchronization. You have spins that get done in synchronization. You have choreography, choreographic sequences. It, I, I don't want to say that it is more athletically demanding because I don't think that's true, but it looks more like what we think of as stereotypical ice skating. There are certain elements in pair skating. Uh, there are certain throws um, where the male partner throws the female partner and she has to complete a certain number of rotations in the air before she lands. There are also tosses where they throw her up in the air and then catch her. Um, a certain number of lifts, though ice dance does more lifts than uh, pair skating does. Um and so the concentration is more on the the athletic difficulty in some ways, whereas ice dancing is exactly what it sounds. It's dancing on ice. Uh, and so that's where it gets a little more different. There are dance steps that they have to execute uh, very, very specifically, lots of footwork. Um, and it has to be done in synchronization, exactly in unison, very close together, covering certain amounts of ice as you go, uh, so on and so forth. And, they... and ice dance is always paired, right? Yep, always paired. Um, so it's one of those where it's like, you have pair skating and ice dancing. Ice dancing is a pair of skaters, so it's a little misleading to have pair skating. Right. But it, it came along later, so the name was taken. Um, ice dancing, I believe, was added in the 70s, so it's much more recent than the rest of it. Um, but it's been around for a while. Um, there are some really great uh, pair skating teams, and I really, honestly, I enjoy the pair skating and the, and the ice dancing more than the singles, for the most part, because to me, I feel like when you've seen the singles, um, they start to get all the same after a while, especially the men's. Mm -hmm. The women are a little better about this, but the men, a guy goes out in black pants and a stretchy shirt that might have <laughs> some sparkles on it. He does a whole bunch of jumps. And if he doesn't fall, he gets a good number, right? Like mm -hmm. that's, there are some exceptions <laughs> to this. There are some true artists, Yuzuru Hanyu, Nathan Chan among them, Jason, uh, Jason B Bates. I'm so bad with names, you guys. But truly, their um, costumes are all the same. Truly, their costumes the men, are all yeah. the same. Yeah, and and the routines get real samey too. Um, so, barring a few who are really good at distinguishing themselves from the pack, it gets boring, frankly, to me. Women's likewise, you get a few more women who are uh, who are a little bit better. If nothing else, the costumes are more colorful. <laughs> um, but with the pairs and the ice dancers, you start to get a real sense of personality for the couples and so you get a lot more um a lot more interest again especially with the ice dancing they they push the costumes really far they go really far with the uh the music choices when i was watching last year there was i want to say a french ice dance team that was doing like this super disco set 
which like <laughs> I do not enjoy disco, but they rolled out looking like they'd cr- you know climbed out of Saturday Night Fever <laughs> and like full on discoed across the ice and like they sold it. I was completely on board. I was like, I hate this song, but this is amazing, you know. Um, so uh, if you've never tried ice dancing, I recommend it. Um, in terms of competition, uh, as I said, all four disciplines have two performances. So you have for the men's and women's, uh, you have the long and the short. Um, and some of the terms have changed. So I may be a little out of date in my terminology. Um, I think now they're calling it the short program and the free program, um, which I believe is also the same for pair skating. Uh, basically one is longer and one is shorter. Um, and then they ice don't dancing, call them that. Yeah, I guess not. Well, they call, uh, they definitely still call one the short program. Short program, yeah. yeah. I think the other one is now called the free program. Um, ice dancing has the rhythm dance and the free dance. Um, so it's a little bit different, but the result is still the same. One is longer, one is shorter. Um, you pick a piece of music, you attempt to do X number of bits of choreography and technical elements, and then at the end you get judged. You get two scores. Uh, one is a technical score and one is a presentation score. Uh, and the technical score looks at what you successfully did or did not do in terms of technical elements. So jumps, spins, um, in the case of, of pairs and ice dance, lifts, throws, um, that sort of thing. And then presentation is about kind of how well you sold it. Um, but it, it's meant to be the artistic element. Are you doing artistry on the ice? So especially with young skaters, this is where they can really get hurt because you can you can learn to jump pretty young. Uh, and if you've got a little prodigy, they can do it real well, but they don't really have the experience um, to sell themselves on the ice yet, right? Like they don't really have the, the flow and the elegance. Um, one of the things that I think is really interesting with ice dance too is that because it's less hard on the body, um, the, it's less hard on your joints because there's less jumping, mm-hmm. um, less throwing. Okay. You get mm-hmm. performers who can be older, um, up to like their the, like their twenties. Well, oh. up into their thirties and even forties, actually. Wow. Um, yeah. So you know, our age. <laughs> <laughs> um, you watch your mouth. <laughs> Uh, and I feel like you can really see it there. Some of the older ice dance pairs, Mm -hmm. like they are truly developed artists in a way that some of the other skaters just never get to. You can see this Mm -hmm. in some of the old, you do get older single skaters. Yuzuru Hanyu, I think is 27 now, which is reasonably old for a men's singles (laughs) skater especially somebody who jumps like he does and he has an artistry that is pretty hard to match and it's just you know that that um those years of experience of figuring out how to move to the music and how to make your body make those shapes and not just do the uh execution um but to really emote it and to really convince the crowd of what you're Mm -hmm. doing. Um, Jason Brown, that's the name I was searching for. He's an excellent example and somebody really worth watching because he is an amazing artist on the ice. Um, And he's not as technically gifted as some of his competition, 
Um, he can't do as many of the quads as some of the other guys do, but he is such a brilliant artist that he has stayed right up in the top ranks in spite of not having that huge technical score. So, so it can be done. I am not really going to go into who to watch at the Olympics because uh, there's a plague on and people are dropping like flies. So <laughs> we are currently watching the U.S. Uh, national championships. And as of today, another, I think, three skaters have had to pull out because they tested positive just today. So they're not going to finish competing at nationals. You know, so yeah. like... It, there are great figure skaters currently in all of the disciplines. I don't know who of them you may or may not see, <laughs> and I'm not going to speculate. Wow. Um, so normally the the teams would be set by now, right? We'd know who was, like, even though their competition is still going on? Uh, not necessarily. Not necessarily. Oh, okay. Yeah. We, I mean, you usually have a fairly good sense. Each country sends between one and three teams, um, depending on how they've been doing in other competitions in the past year. Um, the big, the big countries that usually send more teams are like Canada, Russia, Japan, the U.S., China. Um, but who, who depends on a lot of things, including the national competitions? So that and those tend to happen in December and January. So it it would not necessarily um, be set yet. We're we're getting right into that time frame where the teams mm -hmm. are various teams are getting set, but um, yeah. yeah, but they're not they're not all set yet. The one thing that has been added in recent years, I think it was added in 2014, if I recall correctly, um, is the quote unquote team competition, which is weird, and I don't know how I feel about it. Um, basically, uh, I want to say they take the top six countries, something like that. And you put together uh, a, a team of your best performers in each of the disciplines. So you have a team that's a male figure skater, a female figure skater, a pairs skater, and an ice dance pair. Mm -hmm. um, and then they compete against the other teams and your total score. So like the US could come out as, you know, the silver medalist for the team event. Right. Um, but you're not actually skating against them in a separate event. It's just adding. It's no, you are. Oh. No. Oh, okay. It is a separate event. Um, as I recall, I, again, I, I don't fully understand it or follow it closely because it just seemed weird. To weird. Me. But yeah, I'm pretty sure it's a separate event. Um, I don't remember if it happens before or after the other events. If they're smart, they're doing it after. Because imagine if you hurt yourself in the team oh event God. and then couldn't compete in yeah. your individual yeah. event. Um, but yeah, you know, so so it is obviously an advantage for the countries that have solid performers in all of the disciplines, but not mm -hmm. every country does. Mm -hmm. um, so it is interesting in that sort of way. Like Russia, of course, has been dominating the women's figure skating has some fairly strong male figure skaters great pairs as far as i know has like no ice dancers so they're at a little bit of a disadvantage there and then you know their their women have to whomever they select to compete has to really bring it in order to stand a chance against the u.s which doesn't dominate quite as much but is more evenly balanced across all four right so 
but I, I don't know. Maybe it's just change. Maybe it's just that it's new. And I'm like, what is this new thing? Uh, but, yeah. I don't like change. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't ask for this. Um, so that's an aspect of it, too. So technically there are five figure skating competitions because the fifth is the team competition. Um, one interesting thing of note is Yuzuru Hanyu, who is the Japanese champion uh, has been working real hard to ratify the quad axle, which has never been done. Uh, so there are a series of jumps. There are six uh, ratified jumps of varying degrees of hardness, and you can, for each jump, you can go around a certain number of times. So what does what does a ratified jump mean? Does that just mean it's, it's been, allowed? It's been or successfully landed. completed in competition. Um, okay. So Yuzuru Hanyu has done quad axles. We have seen them do him, him do them, Just but he's done them in practice. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So we know he can, but the question is, can he land it in competition? Um, axles are the hardest jump. Um, so all the other quads for all the other jumps have been landed frequently by both the men and the women. But your uh, cell cows, your toe loops, yep, what have you. Yes, all of those. <laughs> and uh, the quad axle is kind of mythical because the problem with it, you get into physics, right? The, the more times you want to make your body turn in the air, the higher you have to go and the more force you have to use. Mm -hmm. um, and the harder you land, right? And the, is the axle the one where like you enter it facing one direction, yes. you exit it facing the other? Yes. So it so adds an extra half turn, half twist. which is yeah, why it's the hardest, right? right. Yeah. So, so the triple axle is the hardest triple and it's hard, considered to be harder than many of the quads actually. Okay. So like an easy quad is easier than a triple axle. Right. Right. Um, the quad axle has never been done. Um, Yuzuru Hanyu attempted it at Japanese Nationals last month. He two-footed the landing and was under-rotated, so it was not ratified. Um, but the fact that he is landing them even semi-regularly in practice and, you know, was able to two-foot a landing rather than just falling completely on right. his ass is further than anybody else has right. ever gotten. And further <laughs> so than it was thought could be done like the quad axle was considered to be impossible so do we so if i recall correctly and i mm. may not the scoring mm -hmm. is based on or some of the scoring is based on like the program that you submit to the judges that you're going to do and like mm -hmm. a triple axle is worth x number of points and a yes double cow is worth x number of points right do we have a point value for something that hasn't been ratified and then there is and a... then if he if he attempted to do it but double footed it mm -hmm. like what's the consequence right so so what happens is um yes jumps have a point value everything has a point value and Within that point value, you can gain or lose per, like points on top of that based on how well you do or don't mm -hmm. do it. So I want to say that, a, and I could be completely wrong about this number, but I, I feel like I remember that a triple axle is generally, uh, uh, I don't remember how much it's worth. Let's say it's worth 20 points. 
Right. Just pulling a number out of my ass. 20 points. This is not a math Um, podcast. (laughs) If you don't know that by now. (laughs) Um, So you get what's called a GOE score, grade of execution. So if you do a really, really good triple axel, like you just, it is perfectly executed you do it with flair it is beautiful in the air you can get up to plus five goe plus five grade of execution okay if it's a shitty triple axle you're wobbling in the air you put a foot down but you do get fully around it is a triple axle Mm -hmm. you have done three and a half rotations you don't fall on your ass Mm -hmm. You get like maybe a negative three GOE drops you down a little bit, but it's still going to count as a triple axle. It doesn't okay. it doesn't drop you down to a double. If you're not, the key is that rotation. So what Yuzuru Hanyu basically got graded for was a really over rotated triple. Okay. Because he didn't get enough of the way around for it to count as a okay. quad. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. He was trying for it. It was clear that was what he was doing, but he didn't get it far enough for right, it to get right. it. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's the thing. So, I mean, that's... And that's part of what goes into the competition, right? And, and this is a strategic thing for skaters, is do you jump the harder jumps not as well, but get the points for completing them, even if you don't complete them great? Right. Or do you stick to what you can do really well and right. you know you can do it and then you really focus on selling it, right? Well, and then there's that whole thing, like, do you front load your routine with your jumps when you're fresh? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. do you put them at the right. end to finish with a bang, but you're well, tired? You you get more points if you put them in the second half of your program. So Because it's harder. <laughs> right, exactly. Yep. And, and that also gives you the freedom to adjust your program a little bit on the fly, um, so if you biff a jump early on, but you need the points from that jump, you can try again if there's somewhere that you can fit it in without sacrificing mm-hmm. other things that you also need, right? So it's harder to do in the short program because there's just not time. Um, but in the longer program, especially skaters who are more experienced, they'll have sort of several versions of their program in their mind where like, if they fuck something up, then right. they can adjust as needed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's my spiel on figure skating. I do think it's really fun to watch. Um, mm. I do recommend ice dancing. It doesn't get enough love. Um, I agree. Ice dancing is fun. The footwork that you see in fun. ice dancing is impressive. Yeah, that's where oh, the twizzles yeah. come in, right? It is where the twizzles come in. Twizzles are one of the required elements of ice and the, dance. The twizzlers come in after the routine is finished. Mm, not in my house, they don't. <laughs> uh, the other pair i will shout out is chalk and Bates. they're an ice dance pair there are they are one of two american ice dance pairs that go head to head very frequently and that sounds like a tnt crime drama it does doesn't it chalk and Bates. i love them i think they're terrific i mean the other pair is good too but like chalk and Bates are my favorite um so that's my spiel questions from the peanut awesome. and a good spiel it is <laughs> well i can't wait to see uh who's gonna show up oh at man the Olympics. yeah that's the real question it really is but there's a because user Hanzo he won the gold last two times right no uh he well at the olympics yes yes he yes. so he and nathan chen are the two who are in main competition for men's 
Nathan Chen is amazing. He's American. Um, he came in fourth in the 2018 Olympics, I believe. But then Yuzuru Hanyu was injured, and while Yuzuru Hanyu was out, Nathan Chen won everything. I mean, literally everything. Every medal that was competed for while Yuzuru Hanyu was recovering. And then Yuzuru Hanyu came back, and Nathan Chen kept winning things. Um, but mm. it's a real close rivalry, so mm. so this could be interesting. Assuming they both show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll see how that goes. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. we are uh, just and Rebecca... two months shy of two years into the plague. In the States. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Cool, cool. All right. Cool, well, cool. before we get any worse. Cool, 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 cool. Rebecca, will you tell the people where they can find us? In a dark hole of despair. <laughs> but also on Instagram at Foulpuff Podcast, on Twitter at Foulpuff Pod. Uh, you can email us at foulpuckpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on the World Wide Web at foulpuckpodcast.net. All right. And I would like to thank Joe for doing our editing. She has to listen to all this. Oh, bless. And. <laughs> Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com for our music. And I would like to encourage everybody to check out our other Winter Olympics mini-sodes, as well as our regular episodes um, on our uh, SoundCloud or our website or wherever you would like to do that. And tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your uh, fellow sports enthusiasts, because we're going to be breaking down all of the Winter Olympic sports uh, in hopes of improving your enjoying your viewing experience Assuming that the Olympics go forward. Yes, assuming that it happens. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, get your Twizzlers and get ready. Uh, we'll see you <laughs> next time. <laughs> <laughs>